1: Last week, the government announced its intention to transition people from the CERB to employment insurance, and that is the reason one celebrity chef and restaurateur is banning tipping. Now, Chef Carl Heinrich, owner of the restaurant Richmond Station, actually was looking into this for a long time time. Paying lower wages and relying on tips means that employers pay less payroll taxes, among other things. And while servers and other staff rely on tips, that part of their income does not usually get reported, at least not in full at tax time, which means that when a restaurant worker files for unemployment and collects employment insurance, they end up receiving much less than what they qualify for because they did not report the income from TIPS. Now, Chef Heinrich says that putting the entirety of an employee's earnings on a paycheck ensures that they'll get the full amount of income that employment insurance pays. Now, of course, a lot of people have a lot to say about the practice of tipping for all kinds of reasons. So I'm opening the lines on that 416-360-0740 toll free one 866 740 740 And now I'm joined by Carl Heinrich, Toronto chef and owner of Richmond Station. Hello, and thanks so much for being with us.
2: My pleasure, Libby.
1: Okay, so um, what made you decide to go ahead? I know you'd been looking at doing this for a long time.
2: Well, I think you did a really good job explaining it there. That was certainly the catalyst to making this move right now. We, we've we been looking into you know, getting rid of tipping in our restaurant for about four years now um, for a lot of reasons, but uh, certainly right now when looking at a lot of our staff and a lot of you know, frankly, hospitality industry workers across the board who relied on tips for the majority of their income. Um, you know, like you said, you know, when 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 serve ends uh, in a few weeks here, if they can't get a job, what are they gonna what are they gonna do? But not just that. I mean, what happens if you wanted to take maternity leave or paternity leave, or if you wanted to buy a house, or uh, if if you were sick and you couldn't work? I mean. That's a big reason why you pay into these benefits in the first place, right?
1: Right. Uh, now, according to people I know who have worked in hospitality, they said that on average, people would report a very small percentage of their tips, maybe 10%. Uh, is that your experience?
2: I couldn't say. I mean, I've, I've, never, I've never really received a lot of tips in my career. I mean, I've, I've been a, a chef for a long time, and, and certainly in our restaurant, and in in my career in the past, I've received tips as part of a you know a tip sharing system. Um, but for cooks, usually that's a, a more insignificant amount, and so generally, I, I don't know any cook that really reports that amount of money on their on their paycheck. For servers, um, yeah, I mean we we tell all of our staff, or we told all of our staff, anyways. You got to claim these. You got you got to put this. You got to pay taxes on them. You got to pay benefits on these. Um, How much of those? How much of of those earnings are staff claim? I'm not sure. I couldn't tell you.
1: Okay. Um, Well, let's say that uh, my friend is correct or was correct, and I'm thinking now. So much of these tips are done. Online, uh, that it's much harder to hide them. I mean, as you, you used to leave a cash tip, but now you just uh, add it, you know, on the machine. So it would be harder to hide it, I think. Anyway,
2: well, that's that's a great point. Um, and and frankly, there there isn't a lot of legislature here from or guidance from from provincial or federal government here on on saying, hey, this is there's is so much. We we know your staff is getting this much in tips, so pony up, right? Technically, legally, if 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 the employer administers tips, if the employer says here are your tips, then the employer has an obligation to make sure that uh, the benefits are paid into that the employee that the employees paying income tax and CPP um, and EI on those earnings because they are earnings. You know, we talk about them as tips and as gratuities, but they're but they're earnings. They're their livelihood, right? And so as an employer, if we administer those earnings, we have to legally tax them, right? Right. Um, and so there's sort of two ways to go about it. Either you administer the tips and you, and you, don't, you don't tax them, uh, or you don't administer the tips and you, and you just sort of leave the cash on the table, which, which, you know, going back to your previous point there, not many people pay with cash right now. Um, you know, certainly in our restaurant, I mean, we're right on the edge of financial district. Um, and, uh, you know, we, 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 I would say maybe 5% of our guests pay with cash. Um, so 95% of the income that we're getting, you're right, goes directly into our bank account and the business pays a merchant service fee on that. And then as the employer, what do we do with those tips? Because technically our income is 20% or so higher than we're, than we're claiming. So, you know, what we've done in the past is we basically just leave that money on the table and said, it's not ours. Go for it guys. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's there, there are kind of huge questions around it. I mean, now in COVID obviously it's, it's it's important that restaurant workers who have been hardest, just about hardest hit by this, uh, have access to whatever benefits they can. But, you know, the question is, in, in terms of this older system of tipping, is it something that employers, that restaurant owners wanted or is it something that employees, that the the people who make the tips want? I mean, who has been standing in the way of getting rid of this?
2: That's a, that's a great question, Libby, and and honestly, this this is my business partners and I uh, deciding to make this change uh, for our business. And um, certainly, we've we've consulted uh, with our staff around this issue for years. You know, every time we have a little town hall meeting or or, or uh, you know a staff wide meeting, we we talk about it. And and for a lot of reasons, um, well, three big reasons mainly. In the past, we've decided. Um, not to go ahead with with getting rid of tipping. Um, the first one is that, you know, generally a big reason why restaurants decide to get rid of tips is uh, to to work on pay equity within their restaurants um, to make sure that the lowest earning employees are making a little bit more and the highest earning employees are making a little bit less. And um, this generally is is a big step in that direction. Well, we, we remedied that four years ago when we said, we're going to look at the tip-out structure within our restaurant and change things up here so that everybody gets a a, a piece of the pie now um, and it's a little less one-sided. So we, we've never really had an issue hiring cooks uh, or keeping cooks. Our, our staff has always been really excellent. Um, and so that, that was something that we looked at and we said, well, we don't have an issue there. Certainly when you take uh, an employee's earnings and uh, you take them from cash and you turn them into uh, insured earnings and you put them on their paycheck and they have to pay taxes on them, um, we, we understood that that would come as a risk to us because a lot of staff really enjoy getting their money in, in cash and they might leave us and go work somewhere else where they could. And you know the last big point here is that as a business, when and you you highlighted this earlier, when a when a business pays its its employees on their paycheck, um, we also have an increased cost there. we pay CPP, we pay health tax, we pay WSIB, Um, so so there's an increased cost for the business as well. So so to put it all in line here. You might lose a lot of your fantastic employees who've worked for you for a long time because they want to go somewhere else where they can get paid in cash. Um, you don't have an issue with one of the big reasons a lot of people are making this move, which is uh, pay equity, and and it's going to be a cost to the business. So, you know, again and again, we've decided not to do this. Um, and what I've noticed, too, is that generally restaurants that decide to adopt a system of no tipping, when they open from the onset have a much easier time with this it's when you change like we've done it's when you change that it makes it a little bit harder and so the big reason why we've made this decision now is because frankly we've got a brand new restaurant you know we've got a very very different restaurant than we had five months ago and and it's still constantly changing our our, our business model this week is different than our business model next week and we have very little idea what our business model is going to look like in january and so, you know, when, when our, my business partners and I sat down in April and we said, okay, let's look, let's reflect back on the past seven years. What changes do we want to make for our business going forward? What are some big things that we want to do for our business going forward? And, you know, there's some, there's been a few things along the way that, that we've always just wanted to do. So we changed. Um, I mean, we've always had great practices for uh, the type of food that we buy. Um, you know, we, we've, put a lot of efforts into the provenance of the food and the drink that we buy. Um, But there was one big missing piece of the pie and that was organic and grass fed. You know, we've done a lot of work on regenerative agriculture and and looking into organics and it's certainly the right way to go. So when we reopened, we said, okay, all of our beef and pork from now on is 100% grass fed organic and we're we're sticking to it. And it's a cost of the business, but it's the right thing to do. And the other big sort of elephant in the room was, um, insurable earnings and, and pay equity across our staff because um, we know we know what the living minimum wage is for Toronto. And we know that a lot of our staff are below that. Certainly a lot of our staff were above that. But a lot of our staff, um, you know, with our role model, we couldn't meet that. And so getting away with tips and making sure that we can pay our entire team properly was we knew the right thing to do with this frankly, new business that we're opening.
1: Chef Heinrich, how, how have your customers uh, reacted to this, given that at the same time you raised prices?
2: Uh, it's a good question. I mean, for the most part, I'll be honest with you, most people haven't really taken notice uh, that there's a, an, a, about an 18% increase across the board on our menu. Um, we certainly let every customer know when they book a reservation or when they come in and walk in. And sit down right away. Hey, by the way, you'll notice that we're not accepting tips. Um, and so far, the feedback from our customers has been fantastic. It really, really has.
1: Okay, that's that's good. There, there's a a question that I have, and I, before I take a call from uh, someone who was waiting for some input, that. The range of services that where you're asked to tip has grown exponentially in the last few years. And at this point, when I know that restaurant workers or bakery workers are suffering, I have no problem. But in general, I sort of wondered why if I walk into a bakery and buy an expensive pastry or bread that I sometimes bag myself, why am I expected to add 20% to that?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, if you're asking me, I, I think that's a great question. Um, I, I don't know exactly how to answer that. I mean, how can you tip your cab driver, but you don't tip your Uber driver, right? How can you tip at some restaurants, but you don't tip at other restaurants? Um, it's just become an ingrained part of, of our social beings now. And, uh, you know, we got we to gotta kind of almost take tips out of the language here and look at them as as earnings. You know, in Ontario, uh, minimum wage is $14 an hour, but a server's minimum wage is $12.20 an hour because it is known that they'll receive tips. Now, this has to be an establishment that accepts tips and it has to be an establishment that serves alcohol. Um, but for a Richmond Station, for example, we could pay our servers $12.20 an hour knowing that the rest of their earnings, the rest of their wages, the rest of their income is made up by tips. And so in some cases... Tips are very necessary to make sure that your staff is well compensated. And in other cases, um, I don't know if I could answer why there's a prompt for tips.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's take a call from Tom in Downsview. Hi, Tom. Oh, how you doing? You hear me okay, Libby? Yep. Go ahead.
3: Yeah. Um, thanks to uh, the chef guy. You got the Kim member's name for he's gone to uh, Pastor Federga grass-fed uh, meat uh, th- that's fantastic it's good to hear that and only people that advertise that do that if they don't advertise it they don't do it that's a real plus i used to work in the industry years ago back in the 80s and <clears throat> i'll tell you something if if your staff is not going to get tips uh, some of the lowest paid ones got to get about 17 18 an hour that would translate into around mid thirties over a forty hour period work period. And sorry I'm breathing heavy. I was just working out listening to you. And uh the other the other thing too is a lot of people in the restaurant industry don't use the EI system. Uh because there's so many jobs in the restaurants and um, They usually use the restaurants as a stepping stone to something else. Most people that work in it are young, and it's not a career industry unless you're cooking or owning. Thanks for the call.
1: Okay, well, uh, I think uh, that has changed. If there was an attitude that you can always get a job in, in a restaurant, well, that has certainly changed with the pandemic. Chef Heinrich, um, we only have a few minutes left in the show. One thing I did want to ask you about, that one of the pioneers of no tipping in New York, uh, Danny Meyer, with a chain of restaurants there, he's gone back to tipping because of the pandemic. What's your reaction to that?
2: <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to ask about that, Libby. You know, I, I, I admire Danny Meyer. I mean, Gramercy Tavern is, is my, my favorite, my wife' my favorite restaurant in the entire world. Um, when I was living in New York, it was my favorite restaurant to visit, especially in the afternoon. I, I absolutely adore Danny Meyer and what he's done. When we explored hospitality, included uh, my business partner Ryan and I, we went down and we met with uh, the executives and their team, and we we asked them, you know, for two hours, like how how are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And a lot of reasons why Danny, <clears throat> part of me, made this switch back then was in New York City. Cooks are not allowed to receive a percentage of the tips. You're not allowed to share tips with the kitchen or managers or frankly, anybody that isn't facing a customer for at least 80% of their job. And so this was an answer to that was to battle pay equity. Um, He knew going into it that there'd be a cost for the business. And I, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth. I think the letter that he posted on LinkedIn was very well put. Obviously, obviously, He's having a hard time going back on this. And I'm sure, honestly, I'm sure he wishes that he didn't have to, but restaurants, especially in the United States, are being extremely hard hit right now. And they're looking at their costs and saying, how do we cut costs? And so certainly there is a cost to the business for um, putting their pay and employees pay on, on their paycheck, as we described before. So I, I imagine that is the bulk of the reason here. Um, yeah, so, but I mean, I don't want to put words into Danny's mouth, but we we were talking about apples and oranges here. He's got a an enormous, enormous business with thousands of employees, and um, you know, I've got one small restaurant uh, with uh, a few dozen employees right now. I mean, we used to have seventy, um, but I mean, we've my business partners and I were there every day. It's it's very owner run and owner operated. So. Um, we're we're confident in this decision, and we're confident that we can make this this happen for our business. Now, I'm not saying that. This question. Is
1: be- let me uh, uh, interject with a question. Sure. And again, I just we we only have about a minute and a half left. Uh, do you think the government should step in and and change the rules around tipping?
2: <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want to make this a policy issue or, or an activism issue. Um, I don't want this to be about cooks versus service. This is service, sorry, this isn't. This isn't us standing up and saying, hey, this is, this is, you know, what we think and everybody needs to get involved. We believe this is the right thing to do for our business and for our staff. And uh, I would applaud anybody else making this decision as well. I'd be I'm very supportive. You know, everything, all the research that we've done shows that this is the right way to go. Uh, if if anybody has any more questions, I, I encourage them to look on our website. They can go to uh, richmondstation.ca. There's a link in there for hospitality included, and there's a lot more information uh, about why we decided to make this change and the benefits for our customers and the benefits for our staff. Um, you know, there there are a lot of reasons why, we, why we've made this decision, and I encourage
0: everybody to take a look there.
1: Okay, I'm going to give like thirty seconds, no, twenty seconds to Stephen Brampton. Hi, Steve.
0: Hi, Libby. Uh, real quick. When this story first popped up, I thought, why has nobody talked about France? Um, I've been in several European countries, and I know certainly in Paris and I think in all of France, that is the case. And they tell you the tip is part of the price. If you feel you've had exceptional service, feel free to leave more, but you're not required to. It's built into the price and, I thought that was fine.
1: Okay. Thanks, Steve.
0: Okay, you're welcome.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of places. They include uh, services included. And I know in a lot of places in Europe, you also have to check, is the service included? And if it's included, does it actually go to the people who are working there? Uh, Chef Carl Heinrich, I'm going to give you uh, 20 seconds. What would you like to leave us with on this?
2: That's a really great point, Steve. I really appreciate that. And I'm just going to make an analogy here. You know, when you, when you board an airplane, and you go on a trip somewhere, you don't tip your pilot, you don't tip your stewardess. Um, There are most industries around the world where the employee is not, um, you know, beholden to the customer's generosity to make their, their wages. And the service industry shouldn't really be different there. We treat our employees as professionals. They are professionals. They get compensated like professionals. We want to make sure that they're treated like professionals through and through, and making sure that their earnings are insured is a big part of that for us.
1: Okay. Thank you so much, Chef Carl Heinrich, the owner of Richmond Station. Uh, We really appreciate that, and good luck with your new model.
0: Thanks very much, Libby.
1: Okay. And that is all the time we have for today.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.